The contents of our show have many references to alcohol and drinking. We want to acknowledge our friends in recovery and let them know we love you and support you. If you or someone you know is a person with substance use disorder, you can call 1-800-662-HELP. Sitters here, taxis not far, meet you at the closest bar. No toddler grass until sunrise, slowly sip that whiskey ride. Gather parents far and near, it's time to hit that bottle of Let all the anxiety out with that one. Mm-hmm. Oh man, wow. You can really podcast. Wow. You can really podcast. <laughs> oh, hi. hi. Hi, friends. So good to be here on a Friday. On a Friday night. Feelings right. No, you know what I was going I was going for and sync. It's Friday night. No, it's hot. (laughs) (laughs) I was with you, though. (laughs) I was like, I got you. Uh, Friday night and I just got paid. Yeah. Just got paid. Friday night. (laughs) Party's open. Feeling right. All right. Booty shaking. All around. around. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, we're here to talk to you about parenting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're not drunk, I swear. We haven't even haven't even had a sip of our no. alcohol yet. Well, I had a couple sips, but well, cheers. What are you drinking? Oh my goodness. Oh boy. Well, for the rest of the episode, we're drinking okay, a shitty cheers, but oh. Um, for the rest of the episode, we're drinking a, what was that drink called? Mango chutney. <laughs> yes, that sounds very tequila inspired. <laughs> a tequila inspired cocktail called mango chutney. Hello. Hello, Gumpa. I'm crying now. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Maybe like a mango bango. It's a mango bango. <laughs> I was listening to Mongo Bongo in the car this morning with my mom. And they played on repeat like three times. And I went, my mom like didn't say anything because she can't hear very well. And so she's, I'm like, is this song just keep repeating? She goes, I don't know. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> she's like, thought it was a really long song <laughs> and literally the only words in that song oh are like mongo bongo so anyway oh. mango bango so if you're wondering why the episode's called mango bango that's why <laughs> we keep it we keep her oh. please mom yes i love her okay oh boy <clears throat> How's it going out there? We have a special episode today. Um, We brought, we brought, we're bringing you a conversation with Hannah and Kelsey again, bringing back conversations with Hannah and Kelsey of upbringing. And it's a good one. We start talking to them and we almost can't stop is the problem. 
Yeah. So but it's not yeah. a problem. It's a great problem. But I know it. Like it's so many times I'm like checking back in because we are recording this part after we've already recorded right. with them. Um, but there were so many good times. <laughs> no. <laughs> there were so good many times. Good times. Oh, <laughs> the good times. These are the good times. Um, what were we talking about? Oh. The good times, man. <laughs> the good times, man. Oh, boy. Um, they... There were so many times where I kept going, I should probably ask them about the course and the point of this conversation <laughs> and all of that. So I kept trying to bring it back to them, but I just like talking to them and hearing like their perspective on everything. Um, it doesn't have to align. Like our beliefs don't have to align hundred percent, but they're very, very, very similar. Yeah. And that's not saying that I know of any that don't align. I'm just saying that they don't have to. Yeah. Um, because they are so open about everything and like I think that their perspective is a very broad open perspective Mm -hmm. and I feel like wherever you're at listening to this conversation you can apply it to something in your life yeah yeah and I also think that the the great thing about them is another great thing about them is their accessibility which you'll hear towards the end we talk about the course and, and the fact that they're it's not just something they're handing out to you. Like they're involved in it. They're, they're holding conversations about it. And, um, um, I just think that what they're providing is, is just awesome. I think they've got a lot to, they've got a lot to offer you. They do. And us. And us. No, they're great. They're great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. My voice just went. They're great. They're great. We're, we're working on our accents today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. (laughs) Oh, we man. can't stop. We, we can't, can't stop. We, we saw the TikTok song video to that wow, you can really dance. And Sarah and I, we literally can't stop Not only singing it. Did we did we see it? We made our own version of it. Just one? We made a hundred <laughs> versions of it. We've recorded ourselves doing this back and forth singing it to each other, mm-hmm. late night dancing in the kitchen on the streets, on the of, streets. Venice, on the streets of Venice as well. Um, literally, when anything happens, we just go, wow, <laughs> you can really put on your shoes. <laughs> and now Owen's doing it. I'll go, wow. And he goes, you can't really dance. <laughs> so oh, help so us. Good. Maybe we need to post one of the videos, and that's like our way of getting the song stuck out of your yeah. head. I, I just, there's one that's really good, everyone, but you're not going to get it, we don't think. No, we, we showed don't. it to my sister, and she just goes, oh. <laughs> Hands me back the phone. Like, she wanted to laugh. She I think couldn't. she, I think she, like, fake laughed. She, I think did, she, was she like, gave us a chuckle. She's like, yeah, it's yeah. funny. I gotta go. My, <laughs> my car's here. <laughs> Literally. It was, yeah, it was not the best received, um, and we trust her, so... We aren't putting it out there, but you know, if you really want it, just uh, DM us and maybe we'll send it to you. Well, I think that we could put it out there with the original maybe. sound. Okay. And just, I mean, it really just shows our true self, so I think that that's important. Yes, you must know. You must know why the floors were sticky. Yes. Oh, man. The sticky floors. Did oh. we talk about that already? No, I don't think we've talked about the sticky floors. Because I we feel like we have. We're, maybe we're telling a story to somebody else. Oh yeah, I think we, so. We we recorded it in the kitchen, and for some reason, filmed each other in the strip of where my cabinets are, 
and uh, the <laughs> next trip before my cabin is <laughs> that <laughs> She means where you stand in the kitchen. <laughs> I don't know why I was trying to describe it. I don't know why I needed them to understand. I love it. that you tried to just coast over that. There was no self-reflection of what did I just say? I <laughs> Listen, I usually second guess myself. Not, not on that one. <laughs> the strips between the cabinet. I was thinking of like it's like a landing strip or like... It looks, it appears to be. The landing, you know the landing strip between your cabinets? That's where we were. Oh, there's a long rug there. Anyway. <clears throat> um, it's, it's my red carpet in the kitchen. Okay, sorry. Yeah, um, well, it was that night, and... Uh, Anyway, we filmed a bunch of them, and, you know, it was late, we went to bed, and the next morning we woke up, and we were like, why is everything so sticky? So bizarre. The, the floor, the cabinets, the wall. Like, everything. Everything was sticky, and we were like, what did the kids drop? This is so crazy. And uh, they had eggs earlier that, earlier that morning, so we thought that they <clears throat> might have dropped eggs everywhere. Like, there was maple syrup, maybe. Yeah. But it was not that. We found out a week later when we were looking through our videos and discovered um, in one of those renditions, <laughs> I was trying to be sexy with some cans of tonic water. As you do. As you do with tonic water. It's a very sensual drink. And it makes me feel... Especially in a six-pack. <laughs> you picked up the whole six-pack. Picking up the six-pack by the plastic rings at the top. It was a move. It was a move, and I made it. And uh, and maybe you'll have you'll all get to see it. Um, whew. Oh my goodness! Anyway, let me yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Well, now you'll have to see it. So. Okay. Yep. So. Point is. Point is, here we are. <laughs> so obviously, you know Hannah and Kelsey about bringing, and they partnered with Jen from Your Parenting Mojo. Uh, to create this course, and they kind of did, uh, she did a lot of the research, as they tell us, and um, they, we haven't met her yet, but we're, we're excited, yeah, we're so excited, and, um, but yeah, here, here y'all, here y'all go, all right, then, <laughs> enjoy it, hello, hello. <laughs> hello. Welcome, welcome back, we've missed you ladies, we missed being here, yeah, what has how long has it been? What since January? It's been a blur, is what it's been. I know. Yes, yes. most certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a blur. This whole year is kind of like too much has happened that it kind of just crowds everything together, and it it just looks like a messy blob in my memory yeah. when I look. Thinking backward is just dangerous. We are only thinking forward at this point. We're just mm-hmm. like, there's just I no point that. in thinking back. back. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. never look back. Yeah. Not, Unless you drop something important, I guess. Yeah, but not this, not this year. <laughs> We're gonna let it slide. It's like our anti-parenting advice. Yeah, in some ways. Don't yeah. look yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. How are you guys doing? We're, we're pretty good. We're hanging in. Hard to complain, you know. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. easy to complain. Right now, it's feeling hard for for whatever reason. That's good. Yeah. We thing. caught you at a good time then. We did. It's a beautiful evening on the farm and mm-hmm. the birds are singing and the sun's going down and 
our kids are with someone else and we're just I so showered happy. before I came here, which is like my new superpower. Nice. Uh, who would have thought yeah. it? I'm drinking yeah. less wine and showering more and it's been kind of oh, amazing. Man. Right. Ooh, wait, wait, what are these CBD or what are you guys drinking? What it's are these? like a CBD kombucha and then I, I put um, some beet juice and uh, some blue, crushed blueberries in it. Oh my yeah. goodness! Mm. Which is which? Which brand is that? The CBD. I've tried a couple I think of it's them. The but... GTS. It's like a blue one. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're three different flavors, but it has like. I like I like the recess ones because I think they're really funny. I just like their branding mostly. I'm a sucker for good branding myself. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Visitors. <laughs> we always have visitors. Uh oh! What's happening? Al has to stop his email from binging. Oh. What's happening? Good thing he has a radio voice. He just has to be the center of attention. (laughs) Everybody stop everything. Um, We'll talk about this later, honey. (laughs) Thank you, though. Thanks for helping. (laughs) You're doing all of this, but you're in trouble. I wonder if anyone can relate being harder on their husbands than they are on their kids. Like I'm of that camp. Mm. Um, yeah, yes. Um, my partner and I are no longer together, but when we were together, it was, uh, I take the, I think that kind of stems from, I feel like this is something we could talk about, but, um, new, when you have a new baby and you, there was a Ted talk mm-hmm. I listened to, like when River was six months old and my friend Emma showed it to me and it was about talking about how when you have a new baby and you're with a partner and it's like everything, when something happens, you're just looking for somebody to blame. So you just blame that other person and like so much hate builds up and um, expectations that aren't realistic and all kinds of things like that. And it can be really yeah. dangerous, but I, I did that a lot. It was like my punching bag, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, it's not my problem. I didn't do it. And it's like, you were here watching the kids. So it must be your fault, <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So um, I think that transfers to many different stages mm-hmm. in life. Totally. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, we talk often about how, you know, our, we're trying to grant our kids that right to take it out on the people closest to them and, um, you know, and hopefully we us. can. Uh, right. Us. We're yeah. so lucky <laughs> to be the, the punching bag for our kids. And it's so hard to not take that personally and, and extending that to the people in our lives and thinking about the ways that we do that with other people can get so complicated. Yeah, you know, in adultville. Yeah. It's funny because I was thinking today how um, sometimes it's so easy. Like when I talk to Owen in a way that maybe if I'm frustrated or if I'm, you know, upset with him about something and I'm raising my voice or I'm just getting short with him and saying like, don't do that anymore. Stop it. Stop what you're doing. And then I think to myself, it's so easy for me to talk to him like this, but he's a tiny human. Like I don't talk to other humans yeah. that way. I don't go, I, you know, I don't go to Alicia and go like, "Stop what you're doing." <laughs> go to your you by the shoulders yeah. and like, "Please stop doing." Stop oh, sorry, doing. you're so sunburnt. But um, yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's so this is kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum. But like, mm-hmm. it's it's such a it's it's you have to stop in those moments and go, "Oh my gosh!" Like this, they're not they're 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 tiny humans. And our job is to raise them and and teach them. I don't know. It's just like I just had that that thought came in today, and it was just like a teaching moment of myself of, um, 
this is hard, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And capturing yourself in that moment, realizing that that dissonance between mm-hmm. just how our culture treats kids compared to how they treat other people. And, mm-hmm. and then also that strange mindset we can get into where we're like, well, I'm trying to treat you respectfully. So why can't you treat mm-hmm. me respectfully? This kind of tit for tat thing we do when we're like 30 years older than our kids yes. and our brains yes. are like much yeah. more fully formed, yeah, you know, right. supposedly, supposedly. Yeah. yeah some of us. Some <laughs> I wonder about myself. Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, in that moment I was, I was like, what am I doing? He's three. Well, I said to River this morning, I was like, I'm getting so frustrated that you just don't understand me. <laughs> and, it, and I'm using words like, I need you to listen to me because it's making me very frustrated when I keep repeating myself. And I feel like you're not understanding when I'm saying you can't have things yeah. because they're just not available. Like if she, she wanted a dress today. And I was like, well, I don't have any dresses. She's like, well, I want a dress. And I'm like, I don't know how to explain to you that there's no dress, so I can't make a dress. <laughs> and I can't wish one upon you. So I don't really know what to do. And I like got frustrated with her and I'm like, why don't you understand me? (laughs) And it's like, chill, Alicia. Like she is three, but then there's other parts of them where you're like, you do get it and you are there and you are communicating with me. So those tiny moments lead to huge expectations that are not realistic. And so we're obviously still having a hard time with <laughs> communicating with our children and figuring it out. I all think out. you were communicating great. I think you told her that there were no more dresses. And I think that that was probably where you could have stopped communicating about the, mm. the dress not being able to be gotten and why. But you could have kept communicating about something else connected to the dress. Or, right? I mean, I think she understood, which yeah. I think was great. I think she just wasn't accepting it. Yeah. And I think that that's what, where I think often we come up against where we're like, I've done everything I can in giving information to my child, so it needs to be over now. Mm-hmm. And then there's that whole, that's the visible side of things, the information, the, the reality. And then there's the invisible side of things, which we have to reckon with with these people because they haven't been conditioned yet right. to push that invisible world away. And, and they're like so fiercely like, no, I, I reject that reality. No, I reject this situation, mom. And then we have to deal with their feelings about it. Mm-hmm. That's like the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good job. Yeah, but it's so it's funny tricky. when you were talking about how sometimes the way you talk to Owen, like all of us do with our kids, is is not how you would necessarily talk to a friend or a partner or a parent or a coworker at all. Nobody. You know? I don't think and I think ever. It's, just, it's such a head trip to be switching ourselves in all of these roles and be thinking about this. Because in a situation like yours, Alicia, I would be thinking about like, what if I really wanted a dress? Mm-hmm. And I told my partner, like, I really want to get this dress. And he was like, no, you can't because we don't have the money to buy a dress right now. And, and what if I, I was like, but I really want this dress. And he was like, I'm getting frustrated. I told you why we can't get the dress because of this and this. And what I really want to hear Anthro is... Anthro is going to have to wait or whatever. <laughs> and you bought those shoes last week. So end of conversation, right? right? Yeah. But what I really want him to say is, you want that dress. Oh, Show it to me. Yes. Tell me about that dress. Mm-hmm. When could we go get it? Right. Oh, I wish we could go get it too. I wish that right. could happen. We, right? we talked about that with when we use this kind of reference, we were talking about wanting to go on on vacation and our partners were like, nope, it can't happen right now. And we're like, we know it's COVID. We get it. We want you to just say, I really want to go on vacation too. 
So I think that that's such a yeah. a great way of looking at it. And I need to just remember that more or, or keep that top of mind. But. Well, I think that's the, the big issue. The biggest issue, I think, of all of it is having these conversations with you when we're of, of sound mind and our children aren't around. Mm-hmm. We're having them and we're going, yeah. yes, yes, that's right. That's mm-hmm. good. That's it. That's great. That makes sense. And then, the yeah. and then in the moment you go, yeah. whoosh, I don't remember any of that shit we just talked about. Mm-hmm. None of it has stayed in my brain for whatever reason. My blood is boiled to the point of, of – of whatever comes out of my mouth to make the situation better, which always ends up making it worse. So it's that hard part mm-hmm. of like retaining this information and what w- what do we do? Like, do we, is it a breathing thing? Is it like, okay, when you start to get mad, one, two, three, breathe. And then like condition your body to know that that's the response. Like, is this like a Pavlov, Pavlov you know, you know, how do you like, Train. Get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Train yourself. That's the practice. That's the practice, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Those are those moments when we're facing our kids and we become kids. When we're like what in what about me mode. Right. When we're little kids inside. Like right now, we're adults. We are so adults right now. Mm-hmm. Like in this um, moment. But those moments when, you know, thinking of those moments we lose it with our kids, it's when we are kids. When not in a bad way, just in a human way. Mm-hmm. Like help me. I'm struggling. Mm-hmm little person a I'm a little person it, yeah. you know yeah and then just you know kind of like what Kelsey and I do is we work backwards in those moments mm-hmm. um with folks we work with to be like okay when were you starting to feel that tightness in your right. body when were you starting to feel like your head was going to explode when did you have those thoughts running through your head like why won't they listen right. they always they never mm-hmm. like when did those start coming mm-hmm. to you okay what could you be doing when the the body gets tense what could you be doing when those thoughts come you know, could they're you like little taking- breadcrumbs. Yeah, yeah. Got to trace trace it backwards. So yeah. we're going this is back. What we want. Right. I was just gonna say we, we need to look back for this one. We need to go back. Yeah. Or shots. You could. Yeah. They could be just shots that you're following somewhere, right? <laughs> or take a shot and then maybe you'll relax yeah. a little yeah. bit. I don't know. Right. But that kind of leads me into, um, kind of just to jump into what we were going to talk about with your guys's mm-hmm. new course. It's. I think that my understanding of this kind of education and um, availability in social media and things like that has only hit me up into the toddler stage. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have that beginning part. Mm-hmm. And then I, I see other courses, ones that we've talked about on the podcast before that are like about the toddler stage and all of that. And so I'm mm-hmm. really curious to see, or I even wonder what it would have been like if I could have started this right from the start, mm-hmm. which is what your guys' new course is. And so obviously it's a, I think that you guys are now doing something that has been lacking because it's, it's kind of almost like it's been, the information is being delivered as you can't start this until your kid kind of have a, has a grasp on what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of feeling like if I could set myself up for success from the beginning and use those tools of how I want to communicate with my kid from the beginning, mm-hmm. it maybe mm-hmm. we would have seen different changes now rather than when she's three and a half and I'm trying to implement all these things that require mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, um, I'm doing hand movements, yeah. but um, a lot of like some overhaul. Yeah, yeah. So well, and it yeah. helps, and it's and then you're conditioning yourself, right? So it's yeah. easier with your right. child, but right. it's you're conditioning yourself right. too because like, you're starting those responses. I'm starting this exactly <laughs> for me, exactly. And exactly. that's something yeah. that when you put it on the kid at three years old, now you're setting up more expectations for them, trying to get them to shift this new way of communication, and some it's like a hit or miss. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, and I want to hear your, your opinion on this, obviously, but for your course right from the start, was that your intention to kind of help out the parents more in the beginning? I mean, 
I mean, talk about looking back and former self. I think that that's why we created the course with our, our friend Jen Luminlin of Your Parenting Mojo. I think all of us were coming at this from a bunch of different angles. And I think that's why it appeals to a lot of people. We had such a fun pilot series with around 100 people. And we're excited to run the course again. But I think that it's one of those things where I think every type of person it can appeal to because it, it can be, oh, the person who wants to really, who is anxious, who's like, I feel so anxious about knowing all the things and feeling mm -hmm. comfortable and having just like some steady footing of what to expect in a baby's first year. In baby's first yes. year. Okay. So now I kind of generally have an idea. Right. Or maybe it could be another person who's like, I don't really have a, a lot of stress or a lot of um, shame or around what I do or don't do, but I just want to know what's optimal for my baby's right. development. So I can like kind of do that. And then I think for us, the the biggest thing that we had looked back on and had kind of wished like we'd known a little bit more was just how much our relationship could develop in the first year. I think a lot of people, we hear a lot of folks who are like, my baby's two or they're three and now they have a personality and now we're so having this relationship. Oh yes, yes. And, and I think that that's really natural because I think when we think of relationships, we think of two-way and we think of yeah. when kids, babies can get to the point where they can speak our language, mm -hmm. when they can do our things. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of just like a wash those like the first year or two where we're like we just carry them around and keep them alive and mm -hmm. and I think unbeknownst to us there's so much relationship that we can be creating and like you said right. Alicia like that you can be conditioning yourself with your beliefs and your mm -hmm. practices and your all those little things not in a like more to do on your plate list but a like let's keep it really simple way yeah mm -hmm. make it easier um, for your future self yeah, like you have a tool set right yeah. from the start and then you get to kind of each little branch gets to blossom mm -hmm. and grow as you go on, but you have those roots to kind of ground you and yeah. give you a better I mean, understanding. There, there are just so many courses yeah. out there for um, women going through pregnancy yeah. and just and some yeah. postpartum resources, which are so great. And then it's sort of like, good luck until exactly. the terrible too. Exactly. Right. You know, I hope you don't burn any it's, bridges on the way right. there. All, <laughs> half of, you know, I, it's and, funny though, because I, as you were talking about like, um, personalities, I feel like I've known, like Owen has had a personality since he came out of the womb. I don't know if other mothers feel that mm -hmm. or if that's something that like, like uh, people say that, right. People say, Oh, Oh, they'll have a personality when they're older. And like, as they get older, you'll see their personality. But right. I feel like I knew Owen. Yeah. I feel like I knew his mm -hmm. personality, even when he was tiny and maybe I made it up, but it feels like he's, he is what I thought he was. You know what I mean? Like he's grown up and I'm like, Oh, I knew this kid. I knew this kid. The moment he came out, the moment I heard him screaming down the hall and waddled my ass down to the nursery. And they were like, that's not your kid. I'm like, yes, it is. Um, but like, I love that. <laughs> oh, it was like he's playing my song. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, trust me, that scream is a, the the yes, witch banshee. Yes, that scream is uh, undeniable. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 like we almost are conditioned to not believe, like to look at our kids and go, oh well, it's not anything yet because society is telling me mm -hmm. that like these these kids are nothing until they're two. So I'm not going to acknowledge that I have this relationship right. with like feed and intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where it's and like, meanwhile, Oh, go ahead. No, meanwhile, there's, like, what there's, this is teaching is like, there is, there's more to it, that intuition, whatever that feeling is, there's more yeah. to it. Yeah. And I, I like that you say intuition because I think while we're not really t tuning into our kids that much, we're also like, 
putting so much pressure on ourselves yeah. to do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. I think there's so much cultural pressure to have that quote unquote mothering instinct. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so let's say you have a baby, let's say you have postpartum depression mm-hmm. and you can't be mothering at the exact way that you would want to. Let's say that you have different circumstances and multiple kids yeah. and you're struggling with this third or fourth or baby or work mm-hmm. demands. Let's say you have a baby with a really sensitive temperament that is crying all the time and it makes you look like an unfit mother Mm -hmm. and it makes you feel so much shame. And I think that was the other reason we wanted to create the course was to, to normalize the challenges in the first year because no one talks about them. Literally, they're like, oh, you had the baby. They're healthy. You're healthy. Bye-bye. See you later. Yep. You're good to go. Aren't you just such a happy mom? Isn't it all just so wonderful? And then meanwhile, oh, is your baby sleeping through the night? Are they? Are they? Because that reflects directly on how well you're doing as a mom. Yeah. Are they gaining weight? You know. Are they, you know? Yeah. Right. And it's even worse for yeah. parents of second, third, fourth babies. Like th- there's no meal train. There's no people dropping off cute onesies anymore. Right. They're like, you're a seasoned parent. You'll be fine. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the conversations about um, baby showers after baby one in my like mm-hmm. uh, Midwest town. It's like, that is so not okay. It is so tacky mm-hmm. to have a baby shower after you've had one baby. And it's like, well, I still have, oh it's another baby. Like there's a lot. You need it even more than the first yeah. time. Yeah. I, well, I know what I know what I need now. I need a trip oh my to gosh. Hawaii. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now I just need you to put, give me money so I can leave my kid. No. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's why we, we created the course, not just for first time moms who are like, what's this, to, what's going to happen? Let me get a lay of the Ooh. land. Let me, you know, calm my nervous system, look ahead a little bit figure out what the essentials are. Like, what's my baby's job? What's my job? But we also created it for ourselves as second parents. Um, And for anyone who's third, fourth parent, who's saying, how do I juggle this this wild circus act now? How do I, I feel so guilty with my older kids that I'm not spending as much time, or I feel so guilty that I'm leaving my baby to play alone or to be with another caregiver. And like, I just can't, there isn't enough me to go around. How do I make the decisions? And so most of the course really is it's giving research, but it's also just troubleshooting for, right. for yeah. parents, you know? We've always talked about the way that your graphics have, make it just so approachable and and easy to understand. I mean, the way that you do just... Um, instead of saying this, do this. And I think that that is such an easy way because there can be so much information out there that just can be very overwhelming. And you just really want a simple diagram to just kind of be like, yeah. I just want a simple pie chart that, that I, I can understand, right? But in going through um, what you guys said to us, it's something that it's soothing. So I'm thinking about like, as a, as a mother, and if I'm feeling overwhelmed in the beginning stages, actually, let me rewind real quick. Do you, can I ask you, do you suggest, what do you suggest? Do you suggest that a mother would, um, parents would be reading this during, before expecting their baby or after they have their baby? Oh my gosh, it all depends. Yeah. Like we're, we, we sent you guys a, a like a, a freebie <clears throat> called the right from the start roadmap right. that just kind of gives an overview of like, how to, like what to be thinking about, what to be looking at. Yeah. And it's kind of an overview of the course because that's what made sense to us. But I think a lot of folks, it was so interesting seeing the different people who signed up for our course from all over the world. It was really neat. And a lot of them were pregnant. So they yeah. hadn't even had their baby yet. Others were, had a, a newborn. Others had a, almost a year old baby, but they were like, we still know this is going to help yeah. us into, into two or into one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then others had multiple kids and were like, this is not my first rodeo, but I need help in figuring out how this rodeo is going to go right. down. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe so they just really... want to change the way that they did things before. Yeah. Or those things yeah. weren't working. Right. Maybe now I need some help. 
it's yeah the, i think the, sorry it's oh it's okay the foresight to me is is impressive if, if someone is pregnant and because i had no idea what i was doing at any point in that pregnancy and i think like i didn't really take any courses but i read i did read uh what to expect when you're expecting and it was like nothing you know it's, it's a lot of information but it's nothing you know and, and it, it's like this is something that i would have needed but i don't even know if i would have known i needed it until he was born because it's just mm-hmm. such a hard thing because you you're still your own person uh, for your first one. You're still your own person. You don't really understand what's going to happen when this baby comes because you haven't had one yet. You're still, you're still you. You're still your, you yeah. know yourself. And then, as soon as that baby comes, you're not prepared for the fact that you are. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. But you're lost. You've lost yourself. You've got a new person there. You have to a whole new relationship with yourself with this new baby. It's like it would be like the three days after Owen was born. If someone put this in my lap, I would have been like, thank God. I was saying it's like easy to even just the roadmap. I think that it's easy to kind of the way that it's broken down and um, the different stages of everything. It makes it, I'm a, I'm a big person for, if if I'm going to read something, I want it to be, unless I'm reading a book or whatever, if I'm reading information, the way I take in information needs to be very organized for Mm -hmm. me. And then I, and then I can kind of get a better hand of it. Otherwise my eyes start to a million different parts of the page and I get lost. So I will just say for our people who are listening that when you do see this, I think that it's very approachable and not to be intimidated by a guide or by a roadmap or anything like that. I think that it's broken down so easily and is very easy to understand and kind of, and, and, and find what, you know, stands out to you. I mean, when Sarah and I were even looking at it, um, well, I'll let you guys talk about it first <laughs> before I go into it. But will you um, kind of just tell us, I mean, you told us a little bit about what, what brought you here, but, you know, the different stages of this and yeah. um, what stages mm-hmm. you resonate with the most or which ones were more, I don't know if either one of you had one that resonated more with the other, but. And like also yeah. a little bit about your parenting mojo, because this is someone, mm-hmm. this is a friend of yours or someone that you met through Instagram? Um, Jen uh, is the host of your Parenting Mojo yeah. podcasting community, and they have like almost two million downloads. I think oh, wow. she does. She was the first one of the first parenting podcasts we listened to like six years ago. Um, and then one of her listeners um, recommended us a year ago, and she had us on her podcast to talk about. I think kids resistance, or I can't remember what it was, maybe siblings. I can't remember, Uh, but it was like meeting a celebrity to us. Um, And then we just connected with her and really jived and we jived. I can't believe I just said that. Um, Our relationship's that cool. Right. Um, And and we were like, we should make a course together. Kelsey and I were ready to, to um, get something together and we're just feeling really passionate. And she was like babies. And we were like, babies, we're thinking about that too. There's just Mm -hmm. nothing out there. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, both of us tend to do more toddlers, kids mm-hmm. to adolescents, mm-hmm. uh, but it's like right from the start, let's let's support people yeah. in in getting on that path or or starting new patterns. You know, I think the we designed the guide and the course. I think not giving a bunch of answers because I think giving a bunch of answers can make people feel like kind of complacent but confused or they can fe- make them feel really anxious yeah like, oh my gosh work, so much go, exactly. if they don't work and and you're saying do this and this will happen mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and we right, do it mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen we go well then what yeah we throw it out yeah, the window yeah, We're like that yeah, doesn't yeah. apply yeah. here and it's there's shame in that too a little bit if it's just mm-hmm. like abc you know if it's just like here's yeah. how it should be and here's how it goes which is like right. again kind of what what's already out there is what 
is what that is. Like, that's why we have these problems with our, you know, kids sleeping and, and society. Like there's all of that is what we're told. So it's like, if anyway, yes, yes. Yeah. But, but the, the idea was that something that we've been learning little by little is saying, instead of getting answers, let's ask questions and right. let's get tools right. and build skills as parents to help find our own answers, to help us find, to find what's right for us. Right. And that's what right from the start is, isn't it? Like someone else is right. Dr. Sears is right. This Instagram, you know, account's right. It's what's right for me. And I think that's a really big ask, but it's it's really the key to so much. And a lot of us just, we don't know what, what our kind of inner wisdom and authority tell us about what's right with our baby. We're very disconnected from that. At least we were as parents very often. Um, and so the course is really keyed around saying, how can I, while I'm attuning to my baby and getting to know who they are and their temperament and their needs and their communication and all of this stuff, building relationship, can I learn to attune to myself and trust in myself again? So instead of going with that instinct that's very culturally conditioned, that's based in fear, go back to that, like you said, Sarah, that intuition, mm -hmm. that deep in, in our bodies feeling of this feels right. Yep. Let's learn how to listen to that a little bit. So that's what we base all the the sections off of right. in the course. Right. We talk about the six roles that we want to embody that everyone can interpret on their own. Um, we talk about uh, and then all the areas where we raise our babies and can kind of start thinking about this from the beginning. I think we mostly just you think know? about sleep often. We're like, yeah. okay, sleep. That's one of the biggest crises, right? Yeah. For, for parents with a baby under yeah. one mm -hmm. or really yeah. older yeah. too often. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just sleep deprivation, getting the baby to sleep, letting them stay asleep. Like how do we do this? So sleep is one of the modules, but we also do play and movement, feeding, um, diapering, dressing, diapering, bathing, dressing, bathing, right. siblings. Mm -hmm. uh, all about us, which you. is caregiving. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. But just kind of all these arenas where we're like, just felt really you insecure. Know, feelings and attachment was one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing that realms. a lot of it doesn't have ages on there. And mm -hmm. that is something that I think is, yeah. for me, I, you know, like we had like our milestones episode. Yes. And for me, that was a heavy thing because Rivers had her, I don't know or whatever, rivers, river. <laughs> and for me, seeing ages is always like, okay, well, okay, shit. If they're not, um, she's six months now, what is she supposed to be eating? I really appreciate that there's no ages on here. It's kind of just like, this is how, whatever it is, whenever it is, this mm -hmm. can apply to so many different aspects. And I think that that is a very soothing mm -hmm. thing for a new parent. It's yeah, by probably, society standards and by the way that we've been con conditioned in, in all the parenting books and what to expect when you're expecting and, and books like mm -hmm. that that are kind of like lined up for, well, at this time, this should be this and this time. And some of them are looser than others. Some are like, and if your baby's not doing it at this time, then that's okay. But even just saying that, you're saying it's not okay or mm -hmm. that it's not the way that it's written. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. which yeah, and I mean, Go ahead. Sam. Oh, I was just gonna say, of course we know, uh, I, I don't know that I even need to do this disclaimer, but like, of course we know that there, there are reasons that there are, are there, there are scientific reasons for how our mind works and when you're growing, why you should be at what stage. But I think that it being so mainstream is not important. I think if you're trying to figure out, you know, if there's sleep, something, food. yes, 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 yes. Like milestones are a thing and they should be a thing, but they don't need to be mainstream for us, you know? Oh, 
I love that. I think that, I mean, the first year and babies are connected to the medical establishment, which is standardized, which is measured, which is based in conformity, which is based in like grouping everybody as much as possible into these little groups and has nothing to do with with individuality, with diversity, with flexible, Mm-mm. fluid thinking, with relationship. Right. And there, there's nobody out there. Your pediatrician doesn't say, how are you feeling about your baby? How are you guys communicating? Never. How would, how do you engage with them in a diaper change? How do you deal with <laughs> when they have big feelings? They're like, no, no, here's their growth chart. Here's the the you, this oh, is the dot that the they are. The 90th percentile. Thanks right. for coming in. Right. right. Like the way they're randomly growing is somehow like good job right. or not good job yeah. parent. But, and know? everybody <laughs> asks you that too. They're like, oh, Mike is yeah. in the 90 something percentile. I'm like, oh, so he's got a big head. Cool. I don't know. I don't even know what I've said that and I don't yeah. even know what it means. I don't know what it means either. I'm is like, that good? Is it bad? Is we, we talk about that and we talk mm-hmm. about how it's, it's like a joke. And most yes. often it's not even based on the World Health Organization standardization. So it's totally strange. And it's skewed for, formula feeding versus uh, milk feeding. And it's really just showing where your kid is. It should be measured based on all the kids, but it's really just saying, is their growth staying the same over time? And that's not how they portray it. They're like, here is where they are on this like zero to 100 list, which all of us have been conditioned to compare, Mm -hmm. to compete. Mm -hmm. So that's what everybody kind of does. And so our course that takes all of that and throws it out and says, no, you'll know what where your baby is developmentally when you look at them and notice where they are developmentally. That's exactly where they should be. If you have concerns, go to your doctor, yes. But pound for pound, majority of the time, look to your baby and accept where they are and work with where they are. You know, don't worry about the pressure to accelerate them towards milestones, Mm -hmm. to get them walking faster, you know. If anything, we've the course is interesting because we, we kind of flip a lot of these traditional beliefs we have on their heads to give you permission to just let go and to not worry as much and to not feel like we're just like these like incubators right. or, or baby incubators or whatever. Right. I wish, outside I the just womb. wish I had mm-hmm. that before because it feels like subconscious or not, I have I was so attached to like expecting certain things from River or and I didn't even read any books. So like, I'm just kind of going mm-hmm. off of what other people are saying to me or wh- what other people are doing and, and asking me how she's sleeping. And we've kind of touched on that and, and co-sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I would like to, there's a part of um, the roadmap that I really like something that you guys said, but it's, um, it's damaging and it, and it, and it puts a lot of weight on your shoulders when you already have so much weight and not every kid is the same. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it becomes so frustrating where it's like, well, my kid didn't do that at that time. And mm-hmm, it's like, well, mm-hmm. You know what? In my mind, I never had any expectations until society started creeping in. So that's why I wish I had this this course, this mm-hmm. roadmap before, because that's what I needed. I didn't need mm-hmm. all of those standards and statistics as I was already set on like, mm-hmm. I'm my kid's going to be who they are no matter what, and I'm going to ride mm-hmm. with it. But then well, it started getting chipped away. That's yeah. perfect. And if you still are hanging on to that, yeah. that perspective, mm-hmm amazing because yeah. this course yes is intended generally for babies under a year but all of the the premises that all of the tenants all of the um 
the the roadmap itself is is about getting in tune with ourselves so we can get in tune with our kids wherever they are. And that's at one year of age, that's three, that's five, that's 20 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's all about, you know, doing the work inside to be able to to engage respectfully and treat our babies, toddlers, kids, adolescents as human beings and thinking about relationship and the way we go about it. Yeah. So it's never too late to be thinking about these things. We went through the mm-hmm. same thing the last module, um, conclusion module, we had reflections on like what we wished we'd known other than right. a majority from the course. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and so much of it was just, I wish someone had told me like, don't listen to anyone else. Yes. Just think about just connect with your kid. Don't worry about whether they're behind or too noisy or too loud or, you know, not getting to this thing or making you look or feel this Mm -hmm. way. Don't give a shit about what anyone else thinks. Check out some research that you trust, Mm -hmm. get some information and then say, how does that resonate with me? How does that resonate with my unique child? Mm -hmm. You know, this is not a one size fits all approach. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's my favorite thing about it. Yeah. Because it's been feeling we've we've both kind of dabbled in some other courses during certain struggles that we've had with our kids, and it's um, honestly we've thrown them out. <laughs> so because it felt very um, not inclusive, it felt mm-hmm. like we, it was a certain way. And you hear the reviews, and you hear, "Oh, this works," and I'm like, "Well, you got it. You had to be doing something else." Because I don't really feel like this is. I don't know, whatever, but it was, well, yeah, well, and I think that with those, with those other, what, what, what the main thing was too, was like, there was more that needed to be come from it. So it's like, they give you uh do A, B, C, or D or do A, do A to get B and you do A, you don't get B. And then where's the, what, what's then next? What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. This didn't work for me. So what's next? Oh, I'm done. That's it. We're done. I'm over. Like yeah, you're like, thanks for helping with two minutes of the scenario yeah. that took an hour. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's not, it's not helpful. I, um, I also think to the point of like, uh, that newborn stage of like, uh, um, and also like trying to find these pieces that we're not sure how to like, I don't know. I, um, looking to people for help when you're in that newborn stage, that first year, mm-hmm. Um, as you were saying that, I was like, yeah, but I didn't know what else to do. Like I, I you listen to other people cause you don't know, like fuck what they're saying because you don't mm-hmm. know that they're not right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, there's, there's like this piece of information that's missing when mm-hmm. you're a first time mom, mm-hmm. uh, or at least in my experience where mm-hmm. I was so lost that like, I would talk to my stepmom or I would talk to a, a sister mm-hmm. or I would talk to, you know, and whoever I was talking to at the moment, whatever advice they gave me was truth. Because yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was almost like, and I don't know if anybody else has had this, but it's like you kind of lose the idea to think for yourself because you're so, you have a child, you have a child now and, mm-hmm. and it's so precious. And, and, and so, you know, that someone else has done it must already have the answers. I don't know if I'm saying this kind of the right yes. way, but like, there's but it, it's, okay, so, that like, it's so much easier to trust in other people than yourself right. in the first year and beyond. When you have no idea. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Yeah. And there's yeah. so much information out there yes. that it's hard to kind so of find much. what, what do you like? What do you resonate mm-hmm. with? And, and what, what follows your beliefs? And so tying yeah. back into your course, it obviously stems from a place um, Sarah and I were kind of talking the other day and we're like, it's a, it's a more progressive approach, which that's how we want to raise our kids. We want to raise them in a more Mm -hmm. understanding communication based, um, open feelings, things like that. Yeah. Um, when thinking of them as like a little human being where you're not like doing to them, but you're like, they're not like a belt that you're like, have to, you're told how to accessorize with, like what you wear it with. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a real person that you have to engage with. So there are no real answers. The answers are within you and your baby. Yep. You know, yep. 
And I wish that that was trust your intuition. Again, going back to trust your intuition. And I, I honestly just wish I could have just been like, fuck it. I don't, I don't want any more questions about, am I co-sleeping? Am I not co-sleeping? Is that bad? And I'm, and I'm always going because my parents are European. I'm like, oh, well, did you know that in Europe, it's like a big thing. Like people in Europe co-sleep with their parents all the time. And that's my, that was like my <laughs> saving grace. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah my way of justifying. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so speaking about that, just the first one that grabbed my eye, um, right when I was just scrolling through was align your instincts and goals. And with sleep, you wrote sleep problem in quotation marks versus cultural expectation. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. We've talked a lot about sleep. We've both have our, had our struggles with sleep, but if you so can, do you want to touch on a little bit of what that means to you, to you too, or elaborate on that yeah. maybe a little bit? I mean, I think sleep is one of the most divisive subjects yes. in yeah. in infant um, kind of education and in even just parenthood in general. And I think it's so tricky because it's it, there's just so much responsibility. And then we're also just, there's so much of a conflict of interest at play with getting our baby the sleep they need and seeing to their needs. And then also thinking about our mm-hmm. needs and realizing, mm-hmm. it, I think it, we can get in really easy binary territory being like, see to the baby's needs or see to the grown-up's needs. And those are the two kind of extremist camps that happen where it's like yes, bed sharing till they're four, you know, full, full on, you know, feeding whenever they want versus Okay, they're crying it out in their own room at six months, at seventy yeah. degrees, and like it's it's yeah. very extreme. And I think that we come into this and we're just like, oh God, which camp? I gotta choose yeah. which one. Who am I? Who are they? Yeah. You know, there's so much pressure. And That's I think true. that the the idea that we we explore in in the course and in our circle community is saying, okay, forget those two extremes. Most people fall in the middle, and the middle is a very safe place to be. It's kind of the great unknown because it's not as like oh, that, I'm going to grab onto that. You have to kind of figure it out yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. You have to experiment. But it, it has so many more answers for parent and child, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. we've all been conditioned to talk about the cultural expectations is that some babies do sleep through the night right away, mm-hmm. but not very many. Very few. But I think that we all have this idea like, oh, the goal is get baby to sleep through the night. And that's actually not the goal. The goal is to be there on hand to help our babies relax when they can't sleep through the night, which might not be for six years. Right. So that's the actual goal. So we kind of bust a lot of beliefs and and consider our cultural conditioning that that tells us that we're worse parents or that our baby is shitty if they're not sleeping through the night or that we failed somehow or that they're failing somehow. Or that if we need to leave them to cry for a little bit, that we're shitty. Mm -hmm. Like it goes both ways. Like we are not bad parents and they are not bad babies on either. We really were thinking about it because we talk so much about toddlers or older kids and discipline and conflict. And there's not much conflict when you think about babies. You're just like, they're cute. Inner conflict. Things that keep yeah. them clean. <laughs> right. No, but sleep really is the first conflict any of us experiences right. with our baby, with our kids. Mm-hmm. Lack of sleep. Do they sleep? Do I sleep? They're waking up when I'm sleeping. That's our first real conflict. Mm-hmm. And so it's this amazing place to begin if we're at that stage to think about needs. What are they needing? okay, what am I needing? How can we figure this thing out? Which is basically every conversation we have with our older kids through conflict. What are they needing? What am I needing? How do we figure this out? Yeah. I feel like new parents put a badge of honor for themselves on themselves if their kid is sleeping well. And Mm -hmm. that kind of sets you up to feel like you need to do the same. Mm -hmm. Like, why is that the question? (laughs) No, let's get started. (laughs) Let's 
Let's bring up a twin study. And I'm just talking about Kelsey you and You were me. bringing it up earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to talk about this. Let's let it this is an unofficial twin study. Um, but I think Kelsey and I are such great examples. Anytime you bring up temperament, anytime you bring up these things where you want to debunk these beliefs that are just so rigid and, and hardcore. But like we parent the exact same way. Right. We have the exact same circumstances, similar partner work situation, similar home environment, like Kid pound age, for pound, same. everything the same. And my kids sleep through the night at ages five and six and slept very well, generally speaking, when they were babies right. and through toddlers, right? Mm-hmm. And then Kelty's children doing the exact same thing, like exact, slept very differently, yeah. very differently. Mm-hmm. Well, we know? were even just talking about it earlier. Somebody brought up maybe in one of our coaching calls um, parents who have had a, a child and a baby with an easy temperament and just thought that they were like doing so Super well. Yeah. And then they had a second baby yeah. that was like had a really challenging temperament or who was a lot more strong-willed as they got older and realized, oh, it wasn't me just being amazing. It was actually that my kid was a lot more flexible, right. yep. a lot more easygoing right. and a lot less sensitive and more resilient, more mm-hmm. resilient, yeah, all right. these things. So it's less about, and, it's less about your kid's it's less about you doing the right thing and more about you understanding your kid's personality or needs. Like that's like, yes. Right. Or acknowledge what you can do, what you're doing, maybe not doing, you know, are you creating patterns that you can, that are making it tricky for you? You know, we talk about that. We talk about the sleep ladder where the patterns that we want to be, be mindful of. Right. And then how to work backwards from that sleep ladder when we're like, I cannot bounce this two-year-old I'm for an hour anymore. Up four hours a night, bouncing right. them, singing a song right. on repeat. This, this worked for me yeah. for a while and now it's not working for me anymore. Okay. So what can I do? But then when we've done everything we can, that's when we accept who our child is and we try to work with that, not against it. Yeah, you know? right. um, but Kelty's kids, I mean, from the get-go had to scream to fall asleep. They literally had to just output that stress, just express, 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 pass out. They still fight sleep. I was putting mm-hmm. Kelty's kids down the other night and her daughter, her eyelids will almost close and then she'll wrestle them oh, open. Yeah. Like they'll, you know, like that's just how she rolls. She's like things. seven. Yeah. 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 So that's just, yeah, her. it's like major foam. Right. I was, yeah. It's just, it sounds like Owen's the same way sometimes. So like I, he, he's actually staying in bed now, but he'll like wake, stay in bed and just scream and cr- like, well, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's kind of where I think going back mm-hmm. to, miseducation or, or misinformation or confusing and conflicting information, all the information yeah, is too that, much overload. I mean, we had a sleep consultant and she, I don't want to say very against, but against crying it out was against mm-hmm. crying it out. And not that that's what that is, but it's kind of like a, I felt that I felt that there's been times where I had to just live, let river mm-hmm. scream. And that's mm-hmm. the way she was no, going to go to bed. I think Kim was on the, cried out train mm-hmm. because she basically would tell me to leave Owen and he would cry and I'd have to, she yeah. was like, but, I, but okay. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's, there's a lot of information towards either way. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. if that's the only way, because eventually when river was out of my bed and river was sleeping in her own room, those first couple of times that I tried, that's the way we did it was I was like, okay, you're just going to cry. And what do I do every five minutes or every 15 minutes I'm going in and the 15 mm-hmm. minutes and then the 30 minutes and the 45 minutes it was like I'm just instigating 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 and that's mm-hmm. the way she worked mm-hmm. and when mm-hmm. I didn't instigate on night three or whatever and it was 15 mm-hmm. minutes and I didn't go in nothing happened and I'm like okay well that worked and then I'm reading and it's like well you're a shitty parent for letting your kid mm-hmm. cry 
I'm like, mm. am I though? Because she's sleeping now and I'm going to mm-hmm. get a good night's rest. And if she wakes up in the middle of the night, I'll be there. So mm-hmm. where, yeah, where are we getting safe. confused? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's what, I mean, Jen is so incredible. She's a researcher. She has like two master's degrees and she just, she debunks, you know, ex, um, explores all she's the research. She's people where you're like, like you're so smart. And you have a British accent. Oh, oh, that beautiful yeah. accent. We should have had her on. <laughs> There's still time. Can we, can we phone her in? Call her up. <laughs> I wish we could. She's camping right now. But, uh, um, next time. But, next uh, time but she, she, she does the research section in all the sections. Um, mm-hmm. And Kelty and I do most of the troubleshooting because that's where we like to like get in there with the yeah, challenges. Yeah, yeah, but Jen yeah. is just like, research, here you go. Slide it across the counter cool. to you. You don't you have to it. read a bunch of stuff. Here it is. And it's it's very reassuring on sleep mm-hmm. uh, and either camp. Very reassuring. Yeah. It's just, it's not as black and white, any of these things, sleep, feeding, any of that stuff as we all think it is. Right. So well, that's because that's what we're fed. It's like, like you've yeah. said, it's polarizing. It's one side or the other. And you, mm-hmm. and, and when you don't have more information in that first year, in that first mm-hmm. month, in that first minute, mm-hmm. like you just have to go again, I'm A or B and then you're bad mm-hmm. or you're good. And it depends on who you talk to. So mm-hmm. if you think mm-hmm. it's good for you, then mm-hmm. you go find the people that think the same way. But then like, you're mm-hmm. just putting yourself in a box and then your kid does something different yeah. than those people's kids do. And then you have to go into a different box. It's like, yeah. Just fuck everyone. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. Like, there's, there's a, yeah. I think there's a fundamental lack of tolerance for people doing things differently. Yes. Because for some so reason, when people do something differently than yes. we do, that puts our sense of self at risk and that throws everything up in the air and our ego starts freaking out yep. and we're like, oh my God, if they're doing it differently, what does that mean about me? Yes. Did I do something yes. bad? Oh my gosh, did I pick the wrong side? Did I choose the wrong thing? What's going on? And we we spiral out, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that, that one of the biggest pieces of advice I would have loved to have gotten too is just it's okay. If someone does something differently, that that's nothing on you. You can be like, cool, they did it that way. Would I want to do it that way? Interesting. Let me think about that. There's yes, no, no universal baby. way to raise a baby, right. period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. But how can we all be less threatened by other people? How can, That's yeah. like part of our grown-up work, right? Is True. walking our walk, taking in info, you know, listening to other people's stories and, and not making it about us, but potentially yes. making it part of us if we want it to be. Right. Yeah. Like our, our competitiveness we feel between our children is so unnecessary when you think about the fact that they are just people growing at their own stage and at their own place and they're going to grow into their own people. I mean, judge me when my kid's 18 and making weird decisions. Maybe then you can judge me. Oh, no way. Not even that. Well, judge him. Don't judge yeah, her. Well, I mean, I couldn't ever blame my mom for me. So I don't know. But <laughs> what I did was all up to me. No, but when you think of it, like, come on, parenting, the word parenting is like 40 years old. It's like younger than my husband. You mm-hmm. know, it's a very new word. Is it? Before that, no one cared yeah. what, what their milestones their kids They're did. They're just like, there's some no kids one... around. They exist. Yeah. I'm, outside. I'm their parent. They're the child. We're family. Right. But like the word parenting is very new. And it's like, it's this intensive, this competitive thing. Yes. It's like now it's on our job description and and it um, relates to our our value and our belonging and our sense of talk self. about ego. What, what, what sports oh does your gosh. kid play? What are their yep. grades? How tall are they? It's the growth charts right. just keep going, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, this is kind of like a different yeah. way to think about this. And I've talked about this with Alicia a million times. She's going to be like, you've told this story 700 times. But uh, with my therapist, I said to my dad that I was going to therapy. And he made a comment and was like, oh, I hope she doesn't blame everything on me. And I made a joke and I was like, no, I do. But um, but I was like, what an ego thing. 
what an ego thing for him to be like, oh, I've, I've, I like everything. Is, I don't know. It was just, I think about that in my yeah. own parenting now where I'm like, it's so telling. Oh. Totally. He, he totally made that about I mean, him, he, but, yeah, he but was I think, basically saying, please tell me it's not all about I really me. hope yes. I didn't fuck you up yes, so bad. Exactly. Right? That's what I've exactly. heard with vulnerability. Yeah, for sure. Masked vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, but let me make it a joke. But let me make a joke. And I was like, well, I, I did tell her it was all you. So, you know, <laughs> take that as you yeah, like, What would have happened if you would have been like, dad? you didn't do a bad job. Would he have just like fallen to the floor maybe. and started crying? If you'd like crap that <laughs> shell. Maybe I should have done that. What a jerk I am. I was like, mm. so. Oh, there are going to be plenty more instances. Yeah. <laughs> like such a weird thing though about, I'm going to go weird, but like such a weird thing though about no. society and parents because we we put a lot on, well, this person's this way because the way that they were brought up or mm-hmm. a, a lot yes. of focus oh God, towards yes. um just throughout serial killers back in the seventies, eighties, it's a lot of like, well, they went through this growing up or they had abusive parents or they um, peed their bed or they used to light cats on fire. And now they're like, it's a, it's all like in a, you fit a bubble. And Mm -hmm. now with the new research that's coming out and yeah, I'm still speaking about serial killers, but now with the new research coming out, it's like, there isn't any way to say that because of your upbringing, you become a certain way. And I think that that's just interesting to think about because we're so, again, conditioned society, all of this bullshit mm-hmm. that is just telling you like, well, you're that way because your parents. And listen, my parents were fine. My three brothers and sisters are normal as can be. And I'm crazy pants. So like, you know, I don't think it has anything to do with our parents. I just decided it's, I want to do something different. And I took a mm-hmm. different route. But I think that it's very interesting to kind of, remove ourselves and just be there for who they are and, 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 and nurture that and give grace to that and kind of encourage them to be who they are and then kind of hands off. All right. Well then that's who you are. And this is nothing to really do with me. I can love you and take care of you. And support yeah, where you. does, where does nurture go? And then where, where does nature take over? Yeah. Right. You know, like, I mean, back in the the fifties and sixties, there were refrigerator mothers where kids who uh, were on the autism spectrum, their moms were blamed for being not loving enough. Like our society will blame a woman for anything, yes. including everything her kids do, yes. do, you know? And so I think that it's still happening right now. And I think just being aware of that is so beautiful and saying, I, I can't blame my parents for everything. That's part of who I am, but it's not all of who I am. I, I can take responsibility for not even putting shame on myself or anything for just being who I am. It's not that, that one way, that direct, that all encompassing. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I do. I will say though, having your parents support you helps you, yes. helps you be who you are. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. if you're trying to be who you are and the people that are, are raising you are not encouraging you because they're trying to follow society, then it does. Mm-hmm. Then there is that nature versus nurture mm-hmm. where the nurture is kind of skewing you and trying Mm -hmm. to teach you to be something different, which I think is what we want to avoid. Yeah. Right. And then we're getting back to that nature. That's the whole idea of attunement that we're all finding on this path as parents saying, wow, what do I actually think? What do I actually feel? What do I actually need? Most of us have no idea what our needs are. And we're used to taking care of everyone else's needs. And that's what makes us really good moms for like the first month. (laughs) Then we go and have a baby and we're like, oh, I wasn't really sure about my needs before. And now I actually have no idea because I have to care for this baby's needs. And theirs should trump mine, right? And I think that was a big takeaway from the course. And a lot of people in our first pilot round were shocked to hear us say, your needs matter just as much as your babies. 
because nobody else says that. Everyone else says, be the martyr, mm-hmm. right? Be the overachiever. You get mm-hmm. like extra credit points or something. Yeah. You That's know. what it feels like. It feels like I, yeah. you get a gold star or you get a, mm, go mm-hmm. back and try that again and then let me ask you next week how your kid's sleeping. Yeah, and that's not and that's not to say like don't don't act like you're struggling or this shouldn't be that hard or anything like that because it is hard. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredibly difficult work and we all struggle doing it, yeah. right? Yeah. But but I think that's important though that that martyr that martyr I like we we kind of talked about this recently or there's just that added that feeling of like um I'm going to sit here in this and t- and 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 put it upon myself how hard it is, how hard it is, how hard it is, because it makes me a better parent like or a, par- yeah. a better mom, honestly, oh, like to be that specific. Thing, if you're not, if you're worrying about your kids, you're a good parent, that kind of thing. No, that, yeah. Like just that. Yeah. 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 Have like, you seen that? It's, meme? Like, it's like a meme that goes around. No. It's like, if you're worried, you're not doing a good job. You are. You are. <laughs> Like, okay. So just live in perpetual anxiety and that makes you a good mom. This is how that makes me feel. It makes me feel like, okay, okay, okay. Then I'm good. Then I'm good. I'm totally good. I'm totally good. (laughs) It's like, it's coming. No. (laughs) But coming from like a single mom perspective too, like I, 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 uh, it goes into asking for help and stuff, but like, um, I don't, I don't consciously do this, but subconsciously I think, uh, the less I ask for help, the more I do it on my own, the better I am at being a mom. And in reality, and what I'm realizing more and more and more is uh, I need to better myself, which like therapy, I need to have rest, which is like, go take three days to myself. Like, it's like, as I'm growing, I'm understanding these things. But for so long in that first year, in that first year, it was, um, I, I, uh, I'm going to take one for the team all the time and be sad and be upset that no one wants to help me, but I'm going to also wear that as a badge of honor because I deserve to be praised, but I won't let anybody praise me. It's like this weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of stuff you were navigating that first year and that you've sorted out like Bravo. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I sorting think through it, still, I but yes. Yeah. But I think that that's a lot we're fighting against is that martyr complex, yes. that like grind culture that says yes. don't rest, don't whatever. Someone's watching and they're taking don't note. Don't ask for help. You that's know. just, you know, that weak. means that you're weak. That yes. means you're putting other people out. Like we have so many um, just limiting beliefs mm-hmm. really. Yes. Yeah. About mm-hmm. expressing our needs and meeting them. And when you think about it though, like when we're meeting our kids needs, we're not just some machine, we're human being. And if we are ultimately thinking about meeting our baby's needs the best we can, we got to be ship shaped. Yes. It's like, put your air mask on first before you put exactly. your kid's mask on. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's inherently practical to take care of ourselves and to get those naps and to get that space from our kid, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, but let alone, it's also just moral, I think. Right. Right. You know, it's an imperative. And you you guys do a great job at introducing that throughout every stage, I think, that we're, you know, what we're looking mm-hmm. at through the roadmap. Every part is kind of, there's a, a part about the parent. Like, how do you feel? What do you need? Um, how, what are your beliefs? What are you, you know, what do you want from this? And I think that that's, again, something that isn't out there. So mm-hmm. I think it's really exciting. I think, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to even continue reading up on it and when it, um, you, you guys are releasing it in June. Is that right? For Yeah. Our, our next enrollment will be, yeah, in June, at the end of June, the last week. Cool. What, can yeah. you talk a little bit about, I mean, I I know, like the course itself, like what exactly mm-hmm. does the course entail? Um, how long is yeah. it? All of the kind of mm-hmm. details of what you guys provide for that. 
Totally. Mm -hmm. So when somebody signs up, um, they'll basically get access to the whole right from the start uh, series of modules. So there are nine different weeks of videos. Actually, and eight, is it nope. eight? Uh -huh. Oh, total. Actually, <laughs> well, it's nine modules, oh, and right, then because the first week is right. two, and then we yeah. go through them in a circle community. So anyone who wants to participate is automatically signed up. So like you're going through this. I think so much about it is like yes, information. So we have 15 minute videos in each um, in each module. So it's like easy to just listen to short little things when you're in the shower, when you're on a walk, when you're doing the dishes, whatever right. it is. Yep. Um, but then I, uh, the circle community is saying, okay, how can we like process this information together? How can I reach out and lean on people and make different friends who are like-minded, who are yes. on the same, you know, road with me? Right. Um, we have some amazing friendships that came out of our, our last cohort. Um, and then we do I coaching was... calls every other week. So everyone yep. jumps on, we're all on a zoom and we just talk like baby stuff. And it's, it was so much fun. Mm -hmm. We're used that to talking about like spirited and sensitive kids. So we were like talking about babies. <laughs> we, can, we can make videos, but like talking about it, just yeah. improv live. It was, so yeah. fun. it was so fun. This is so important that, though. That's the piece that was is, missing. Yes, this is, is the piece, piece that, that yeah, missing. like you, you're there. You're not just throwing a thing out there and saying, here, watch these videos and no. like, good luck. You're saying here, watch this and then let's talk about it. Like we're here with you. This is, this is so important. This is no, it's not a hand. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a, it was awesome. Yeah, we had like some folks who took they were just amazing women who took notes on every video and would put them up on the forum. I mean, we offer downloadable summaries, transcripts, transcripts audio, audio, video, audio, everything. video, everything. Woo! But like she would like you take like Cliff's notes and <laughs> yeah. like her own version of what really right. appears like all of my takeaways from the and section. then she'd put them out there. And then other mm -hmm. people were saying like what about this existential question? So we had some of those people that would be asking the big questions. We had other people who were like, but seriously, let's drill this down. To I this tried problem. this last night right. and here's what's not working. Right. Cool. Yeah. Very specific. And yeah. how yeah. great is that and to have that opportunity to ask those questions? Because at that yeah. point where we were with our courses, we go, see you later. I'm done with this. Mm -hmm. This is helping me. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're in a forum of not like just a random Facebook forum of all these people at different stages, but you're in a forum of people who are all going through the course and the same material together. Yeah. They're all mm -hmm. coming from different places all over the world, but like you have that one thing that unifies yeah. you, which was really cool to so see. Cool. Everyone did introductions. It was so cool to hear about oh, everyone. We had that. different people on all the coaching calls yeah. and we send them um, after and it was just great. We're really excited to to do it again. To meet I'm people. really excited. So cool. to, I'm excited for you. I think this is such an incredible way to keep people feeling not so alone. You know, we keep talking about mm -hmm. after the postpartum anxiety, yeah. postpartum depression, postpartum even doctor visits, anything. There's mm -hmm. no touch on the Back parent. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like mm -hmm. that. So to build that community is mm -hmm. you're you're helping you're helping people mm -hmm. who who don't even know that they needed that right. until it's three years right. later and they go, well, I, I wish I had this, yeah. you know, and right. um, I wish yeah. I had it too. Back I mean, then. I, and yeah. we're going to join and see what happens. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I, have, I, have, I have two friends right now that are very pregnant and I'm like, they are, this is the first oh, kid yeah. and I'm like, definitely I, getting it from my cousin. Yeah. Like yeah. this is, this mm -hmm. is going to be a gift to them. Like this is a lot of people did that. It's, with their it's, registry it's, it's smart yeah. though, because here's the thing when you get like, we've talked about gifts and what you want as a mom and like, listen, I don't know what I wanted as a mom. I need you as a, as a, I need someone else who was a mom to give me the gift that they, <laughs> that they needed. And like, this is something I could give to someone and feel really good about. Really like, good. I'm not going to give your kid a onesie. I'm not going to do this, but what I'm going to yeah. do is give you this for you so that you can 
Oh, it's so incredible. Navigate or attempt to navigate mm. or attempt to understand in a way that maybe you never would have otherwise. No. Totally. We have, I think one of our side-by-sides, Alicia, that you'd mentioned our side-by-sides, but I think we had one where it's like things we normally put on a baby registry, which is like mm-hmm. the stroller, yep. the car seat thing, the cute onesies, the that adorable little play. Oh, um, I love those. Like yeah. blue yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 Like all of that. Yeah. And it's like, scrap that shit. Like mm-hmm. literally therapy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Personal growth, personal books. growth books, baby course, yes. and babysitters, like caregivers, yes. so you mm-hmm. can get the f away from your baby yes. sometime. Like mm-hmm. that is what once you become a parent, you're like, what was I thinking? Like I don't care how cute this little jungle gym mm-hmm. is. Like why did oh I my spend gosh. so much time on the nursery? Right. Like right, yeah. My daughter, I you spent know. so much time on my nursery. My daughter didn't sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, maybe a year, a year and two months. Yeah. It was like, this is so That's silly. Investing stuff, but you just o't oh, yeah. know till you, you know. And know. I think that that yeah. we, you know, we work with so many, so many families with with older kids who are going through challenges and who are um, trying to swing with all of their deve- developmental behavioral stuff that's going on. And and I think part of what we talk about is how to build a connection with our kids in those hard moments. And it's absolutely made easier if we are building that connection as early as possible. And even with a three-year-old, you know, you're kind of lamenting like, gosh, I wish I'd had this because now we're three and we're going through all this shit. And all of these things are never too late. Like this baby course is everything we talk about at upbringing for older kids also. It's just a little bit more one way because a baby can't talk back explicitly like you can Mm -hmm. with a, with older kids. But all the it's principles all the are the same. Yeah. And I love yeah. that you say that about that feeling less alone. And I'm so grateful that resonates. I remember texting Kelsey in the middle of the night, like when we had, when we both had our one-year-old daughters mm-hmm. and in those early months and just being like, I feel so alone. Yeah. And I, I feel like Kelsey said something like, just pretend that like all the stars in the sky are other people who are up with their babies right Aww. now, like at the same time <laughs> as you, because then you just won't feel as alone. And I, I, I think about that all the time when I'm up with my kids, which is very rare because they're such wonderful people. <laughs> but, but I think about that of, of providing that to Kelsey's other people. just going, uh-huh. a little astrologer no, over here. That's my husband. He does most of my yeah. time. He's amazing. He's yeah. insane. That's yeah. also setting boundaries and needs yeah. uh, success story right there. But um, but but that idea of th- that's a huge reason why we made the course yeah. and why we c- brought a, a community into it is saying just so you, if you even just know at the end of this that like your baby is okay that you are okay and that you're not alone yes. you know like that that is all you need to survive the first yes. year and beyond no I'm it, yeah. ab- absolutely mm-hmm. and I think that I'm I, when I say I think I am I I mean I would love to just be in the conversational forum that you guys have created and kind of just see what's going on. I mean, I join your lives and I pop in and if I'm not, you know, like I'll, I'll be cooking dinner or whatever and I'm listening and um, I always get some piece of information from it from people, like mm-hmm. people are asking questions and, you know, obviously I love listening to you two speak about whatever you're speaking about on that given night, but I would love to just hear other people as a way to help my mind, help my mind kind of grow and, and be less judgmental to other new, you know, new parents but also, I'm sure, as you're saying, there's a lot of information that I can take and, and apply to my current situation. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll give you guys access to the course. You can check it out and, and really like 
you feel even better beyond the roadmap that we sent you cool. to recommend it to folks and check it out yourselves. Mm-hmm. And and then also for, for those of you listening who have older kids, Kelty and I are just launching our first June um, small coaching group sessions. Yeah. So Ooh. for, you know, a That's lot great. of folks kept being like, we can't join your lives. We need help. Yeah. And, um, you know, Private one coaching on, is too much. Yeah, yeah. It's like understandable. And so small group coaching is just little groups of eight and we call it um, spirited kids club. So we have like th- three cohorts, um, three times a week and you get four weeks and then you can continue if you want or take a break. Um, but just getting a bunch of us in the room together to be like, we are parenting spirited kids. Holy shit. We're not alone. There's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with us. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're really excited about that. That's awesome. That's so great. It's so, so, so cool. And I honestly can't say enough how thankful that we are to connect with you from the beginning and, and continuing to connect with you we learn so much from you too. Every single time we speak to you and watching your lives and you know, the, your, the way that you present yourselves on social media, it's, it's, uh, it aligns very much with who we want to be and and, and who we respect and how we want to be with our children. And, um, it was all lacking. So I think that there's a great perspective coming from both of you that kind of says, Hey, this isn't, this might not be for everyone, but we are delivering it in a way that it can touch everyone, which I think is really cool. Thanks, that's not thanks. out there. Thanks. We try and we we value those things in you girls too. Mm-hmm. And you guys get to talk about all the fun, like amazing mm-hmm. in-between invisible motherhood journey stuff that we're just like, mm-hmm. don't have time for that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Like, don't have time for that beautiful stuff. woo-woo stuff. I know. <laughs> that's why it's so nurturing to our souls. Yeah, well, but, but we're on the same journey here. You know, you guys, it's, you were kind of talking about like, well, yeah, and, and, and creating space and, and yeah. um, bringing, yeah. you know, these, these, these groups that you're having and, and having these conversations and allowing people to come in and ask these questions and um, social, you know, you're, you're, we're on the same page and we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're, you know, we're working different angles of it, but I think yeah, we intersect we though. Do. Yeah. yeah. On nights like tonight, it's just like, it's just perfection. Yeah, it's so great. Yes. You guys are amazing. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us again. We cherish all of it. You, you two are so fun and such a great resource for us. And I don't even want to say that because it seems so surfacey. You two are just, I, 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 I love you as friends and people that I want to talk to and learn from. So thank you so much for that. We, we have such and, a good time. And like just the lightness and energy and positive and, and you're just magical humans. And we're just um, yeah. so honored to have had you from kind of the beginning, to be honest. Yeah. So. Likewise. Mm-hmm. We're, we feel so happy to have found you and to get to have these conversations with you. We want to come back yes. and chat more. I want to talk about River and Owen more. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. That'd be really fun. Well, it's been hell this month, so. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll process like, that. It wasn't next, really so much fun, talk. but it's really been hell, so. We will you know. unpack that yeah, shit. Let's go unpack that. Yes. I did not say so much fun. I said. They said, is it been it's so been much different. fun? <laughs> okay, we haven't had any fun. No, 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 no. No, we've had fun. Um, cool. Ah, I love it. All right. Cheers, all right. We'll ladies. Talk soon. Okay. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you so much for everything. We're so excited to share this with everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. We'll see you guys soon. Okay. okay. Bye. 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 Well, that was awesome. Another amazing conversation with Hannah and Kelsey. We're so excited to be giving you guys this free, um, I think, downloadable 
guide outline. Outline. Uh, road roadmap. roadmap. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yes. Um, we're so excited to be giving you guys this free downloadable roadmap that kind of gives you the whole idea about the course, mm-hmm. kind of like cliff notes to the course. And then if you really want to dive in, which I actually am going to do as well, I'm going to be taking the course with them um, when it becomes available in June. We are. Yes. Yeah. And I think that it's just uh, whatever stage <clears throat> you're at, I think that these things also oddly apply to relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of something that they said in the beginning, how um, like you're the power of communication mm-hmm. like and how we don't talk to our partners and whether we talk to our kids and things like that. And so I just think that these kinds of things can apply to many different aspects of life. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think, I think the greatest part about it is giving something to uh, that, you know, the new parents or the, or the veteran parents, but people that need it during that first year or two. But I think the greatest, even greater part of it is the fact that it, is universal mm-hmm. in so many ways. So it's providing a service for those that need it, but it's also providing a service for our for those of us that have, you know, more support than that. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah. Thank you again, Hannah and Kelsey. Mm-hmm. We just love you. Um, and you know, shake things up, shake things around, shake your beverages, <laughs> not your babies. No. Bye. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Time to hit the bottle there. <laughs>